Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, this is a very special edition of the Cheats Movement podcast. We have a wonderful conversation. We are joined by Jen and Jazz, super, super, super Knicks. I, I think I'm a super fan. They are Omni fans. This is this is Omni fans. I love how you put that. It's amazing what they're what they're building. I'm also joined because I can't talk Knicks. I can't talk Knicks without a special guest too. My brother, you know him from the Cheats Movement podcast, KB the God. Absolutely. So, Knicks all day, man. Let's let's talk about it. I'm excited about this. Jen and Jazz, first and foremost, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Um, it's our pleasure. Yes, thank you pleasure. Thank you for having us. We got so much to talk about. Because yes. Where do we start? Oh, we go. We go <laughs> get into it. We go get because I know. Look, y'all. I know how it all works in regards to how active uh, both of you have been. But let's start with what's happening now. Okay. Clearly, last season was a season like no other. I recently saw you both were back in the garden. You were back in the garden for, uh, you know, just within the last two weeks, they've they've Mm -hmm. opened it up to limited fans. Tell us a little bit about what's it like? They hadn't had a basketball game in the garden in In basically a year. A little over a year or almost a year. Yeah, about about that. So So, so how was the experience of being in the garden? Well, first of all, the way I can describe it is kind of like it was a homecoming. Right. I mean, there was something in the air down from from the security guards to the work, you know, the, the, the workers in the, uh, in, in the, the ushers, the people serving food, any any ticket. Um, um, uh, what, what are they ticket um, agents that, that are walking around like everybody is just ex- extremely warm and you can see like this glow and everybody's like almost on the verge of being emotional because it was almost like you're seeing your extended family member that you haven't right. seen right. in like forever. Right. I mean, so it was truly a homecoming. Um, there was an, an, an electricity in the air that mm. if you've been to the garden, you know you know what that feels like. But imagine not seeing your family for a year. Yeah, and, right. Oh, with only 2,000 fans, it would feel like, you know, a little Empty. dull. And while, you know, it's not the full, you know, garden intensity, man, these Knicks fans, they, we, we came out and we, we made our presence known. And it was, it, it just... It just felt like Jen said, like we were back home, back where we were supposed to be, and it felt really safe. I, I will, I yes. will say that. Yes, very safe. And it was rocking too. That was the um, Indiana game, right? So on. Say that so, again. Was that the Indiana game? The first game with the fans. The first back? game was the Indiana game. Right. Yeah, no, they was rocking in there too. And then, and then we went to the Pistons. So yeah, it was the Indiana game that was the one that we went to. Right. And we can, we can, I can hear the fans over the, over the TV watching. Y'all was rocking. Yeah, that that game was crazy because it was a nail biter, and to see that live in person, oh my gosh. Um, and, 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 and I also found out that Sabonis was like our enemy number one. Well, <laughs> it's a budding rivalry, right, between Randall, yeah, like Randall, and Sabonis. Every right. time Sabonis touched the ball, like there was booze up the wazoo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's so cool. exciting. But it it's that's so good to hear, and 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 because not only did you get, did you enjoy yourselves, but you had you felt like you had a safe, comfortable time because we know, yes. NYC has been through it. Oh NYC has been through yeah, it, without a doubt. And, and being able to get back, even for a couple of hours, and root on the team that right. you love so much, you have built an amazing community 
even during this pandemic. Like, so you, you told me a little bit about the community that you've built surrounding the Knicks and, and, and how it is applied to, you know, uh, having to build that community while you weren't in the garden, now being able to start to really open up because you were saying a little bit off the air, a lot of this is still building. It's still new in regards to what you're doing with OmniFan, but mm-hmm. you've, you've started to build a, a pretty amazing Knicks community. Tell us a little bit about the community and, and how you've been able to manage this difficult time. Right. So absolutely. So we started on Facebook actually like a few years ago. So I think probably like 2015 was when we first started our, our Facebook group, mm-hmm. um, Fort Nicks. It was then called Fort Nicks. So we're, oh, from, wow. we're from Fort Green, Brooklyn. So, and Fort Green, we have, we, I mean, we, we, we go hard. So, and also to separate ourselves, I, don't, I think I think at this point, I think the Nets were just coming across yeah, the river. So, you know, we wanted to establish ourselves as a Brooklyn Net, as a Brooklyn Knicks fan group. So right. we started on, on Facebook, right? I almost had a Freudian slip. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Hey. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> but so we started on Facebook and we realized that, you know, even though there's there's so many, there's so many groups on Facebook, we still realize like, okay, we have a special bond, a special connection with the people who are a part of this group. So we're like, okay, as Knicks fans, we all know, I mean, one thing that we've repeatedly felt over the years is a little bit, I would say, underappreciated. Right. You know, we we have been supportive of a of a team that has not done so well in the recent past. And I mean, I would say for the past the, the better part of 20 years, we've not yeah. been a winning franchise, you know? And so we, we were kind of teetering with the fact that, all right, we want to and, and we, we want to employ some kind of loyalty rewards program. We, you know, this is still conceptual at this point. We had no clue, but we knew that we didn't want to work for somebody else for the rest of our lives either. So we were mm-hmm. like, okay, let's see what we can, how do we merge the two? How do we merge the two? So obviously we can't just start cold turkey. So we started, you know, as, as it was our side hustle at first. But so we we kind of, we went into our group and we started this little trial. We call it, it's, it's our grassroots trial for all mm-hmm. intents and purposes. But so we pretty much went through this month long um, process competition. We called it the um, ultimate, fan. ultimate fan competition. <laughs> and we, want, we wanted to see who would be most engaging on in our group and want to be rewarded for what they, you know, their engagement. Right. For likes, comments, shares, you know, things of that nature. So rewarding fans for doing what they already do, which is talk about the Knicks on social media. Right. right. Exactly. <laughs> and so we, we found though that there, I mean, we had, we, we did a survey, we got like some of the most, the 15 most engaged people from the group. And so we did this contest with them. And so we saw like our engagement rates triple, our, our member rates like went through the roof too. So we're like, okay, we, this has some legs, but we needed to get a system that automated all these, these computations in the back. Mm-hmm. Because we were doing it manually. We were literally going to post our posts and, you know. And this, yeah, and this, is, and this is 05, right? You're saying this? No, is, no, 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 no. This, this is 2015. 2015. Oh, it was 15. Okay, okay. okay. We were, we were, right, we were still doing it but you were still, it was hand by, it was hand to hand. Yes, it was hard work, and we were still working at the time, so we were like, okay, well, you know, there's definitely, we definitely have some legs here, we have to make some modifications, um, but this is something that we can definitely take full-time. Right, and we also saw that what it was creating was a lot of, it, it was creating relationships between the, 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 um, the competitors, like, not only were they competing, but it was like a friendly, friendly rivalry. rivalry. 
Right. You know, so like we're building relationships, at, you know, as, 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 in, in, in addition to rewarding these people. So we're like, okay, we have to do something. So we went down, you know, we, we went to our, uh, our little hunk, we hunkered down and we, we really said, how can we, how can we make this our career? How can we elevate this? And so we decided that um, to do so, we would need an app that will kind of, you know, compute things in the background. But that's, I guess, I, I don't know. Are we jumping? No, 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 you're right on track. You're right on okay, track. Okay, okay. <laughs> because when you're, what, well, while you're doing this, you're learning that you, like you're saying, you're building not only friendly rivalry amongst fans, but a community of people yes. that you're, that you're yep. working with. Yep, so, so in the interim, right. So, so, so we so we also host, so aside from the app, so while the app is being now, okay, we're, we're now conceptualizing okay, what we need to do to get the app, but in the meantime, we still have all these people that want to connect you know, face to face. So we hosted events and that's kind of like where we got our, our real true connection right. with like, with our, with our following. Right. Um, we, we hosted watch parties like, at different sports bars. Um, we did, we, we did, we do um, sweeps at the garden. So like, that's kind of like what we started becoming known for. So our events, that's where everybody connected. And we also try to incorporate, you know, prizes and trivia and make it fun. Like we want to entertain everyone. It's just not like, oh, showing up to a bar. Like, you know, we always have like a, a little game plan, some trivia questions, prizes, because, you know, we want to keep it exciting and engaging, you know, it's while fun. we're there. Right, right, just fun. So, yeah. So then we, yeah. we made our Instagram account. We were a little bit late in doing that. But so we started <laughs> our Instagram account. Like, we are strong on Facebook in terms of our numbers. You know, okay. on, our, on, our, on our IG page, I'm like, oh, they all, but we have a very highly engaged following, and that's what we love. We didn't have bought any followers, it's all super organic, and that's what we love about our base. It's like they, we, we just flock together. We're like, like madness. Right. So I got to ask the story, KB. I know we, you and I were talking about this as well, but where did the Knicks fandom start? How did it become? Uh, because there's fans, there's casual fans, and then yeah. there's look. <laughs> There's people like KB who I know have been diehard for a long time. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably the latecomer. I became a Knicks uh, league pass guy around 2006. Oh, so, wow. I didn't know that. So when That's you're talking that about right, no, I mean, madly, man. No. <laughs> I was gonna say. So when you're talking about the the the, the difficult times, right? Yes, you're right. Yes. yes, Larry Brown was the coach in Isaiah Thomas. So it was the Isaiah, Larry Brown year and the Isaiah Thomas that. year. <laughs> and then, and that's when I became a fan. And so, right. well, don't ask hey, me I how that happened. I something new about you, guys. I, I didn't know that. Man. Don't, bless you. Right. don't ask me how that happened, but it was a difficult, <laughs> it was a difficult time so far. Um, yes. And with, with some raise of hope, but how did it, how did it start for? Yeah, and so, we were, you know, growing up in Brooklyn, New York, there's the basketball is, you know, all around you. Absolutely. Um, my father also um, played basketball collegiately. Um, so we were always just basketball fans. And I have to say, when I was younger, I was a uh, Michael Jordan fan. We need to get her, <laughs> we need to get her like, some kind but, of you know, like MJ really, like, <laughs> really like made me love basketball. But then as I got a little bit older, KB, is that allowed? Is that allowed? Hey, I was a Jordan fan too. I'm, I was what? still a, a Nick diehard, but I'm what? always a Jordan fan. What? I mean, how could you not be a Jordan fan? The kid was super nice. He's amazing. He is amazing. But yeah, so then, um, so then, yeah, like you know, the nineties Knicks, the Oakley, um, the Mace, the Mace years, like they just, they just embodied what being a New Yorker was about, and it was just like 
not only was it just cool to be in his family, it felt like, you know, real, like, you know, part, true, of, true part of a family. family. Right, yeah. exactly. It's, yeah, I mean, seriously, being a Knicks fan, especially during those years, which is what solidified our, yeah. our Knicks fandom, you felt like <clears throat> this was bigger than basketball. There's a certain code that you uphold right. and you live by right. it outside right. of basketball, off the court, you know what I'm saying? So there, 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 was, there was something about the loyalty, the toughness, the grit of, that, of, the, of those years mm. that solidified really? us yeah. as Knicks fans. And has it's carried. It's like a religion, man. Growing up in, in New York, it's like a religion to be a Knicks fan. You know what because I mean? Because KB, you were you were since birth, right? You were just birthed. Yeah, into out the Knicks gate, fan. man. Right. Every, as, so here's the thing, because I feel like I have explaining to do real quick. <laughs> because I was a basket, I was a basketball fan my entire life. Like played, like you know, enjoyed it. But because we're in Virginia, I, I tend to have been a regional dude. Like I was a, I'm a regional. So, you know, I, I grew up rooting for the, the Orioles because they were the closest, you know what I mean? And, right, yeah, and, yeah, right. and so forth. So we had the, the bullets, at, you know, growing up, it was mostly the bullets right, and they became the Wizards. And I just couldn't do it. Like, I was a fan of basketball. <laughs> so I was like, so I started watching players. And so when you talk about, uh, when you talk about those teams, the Oakley, you know, Oakley went to Virginia Union. So it was like, when you talk about, Oakley and you talk about Anthony Mason and you talk about the John like the Pat yeah. team like I knew all the teams but mm -hmm. I just wasn't I, like I, I didn't have that I'm gonna put my right, stamp on it yeah yeah until right. they were real bad <laughs> <laughs> which is so interesting it is it's so, so bad I'm gonna <laughs> they needed quick, more sympathizers <laughs> well no, quickly I'll tell you what it is because again I was a players guy and right, they had right. okay. like okay. We always had, we always had a couple of moves every, you know, especially in those years that were the dark years, we would have moves where we were like, yo, this is it. Like, this mm -hmm. is, I'm, and I'm talking about before Mello. I mean, y'all remember the Tracy so McGrady, yeah. remember the Tracy McGrady, Eddie House trade? Oh, of course. And, uh, and like, I mean, I was looking at the players Steve like, the Steve Francis was my guy. Yeah. Got everybody on the tail end of yeah, it was. Right. That, it was, was and that was the I thing. Yeah, it was, and, and and those early years, those Penny Hardaway was on the on the tail end. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 yep. So yep. I, there, there's a part of me that I know uh, that I had to be like, yo, this is. But we're we're gonna get into some of that. Let's let's fast forward into where we are now. Because okay. I know, I know you love this year's Knicks team. Oh, oh my God! I know you love this team. Oh my gosh, we love it. Yep, go ahead. What about <laughs> what? What about this year's team that that draws you in? That's different from years past. Well, first of all, they want to win. Okay, you actually see yeah. it. right. There was right. a difference. Those those, those Fizdale years. I, you know, I'll go to the most recent. You know, the years were a mess because we are losing by 25, 30 points and you have guys laughing on the bench. You have our coach smiling and joking like, you know, uh-uh. We have, we, we have a, a fundamental coach now who was here during our, in my, well, our old glory glory years because we weren't around for the, you know, the championship. Right. Forever in the 70s, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Van Gundy years were some of the, our best years That's as Knicks fans. Yeah. And, you know, as, as a little older, we went in high school during those years. And that's how we became known as the Knicks sisters. Um, but yeah, like, this team reminds us of, it's like a reincarnation of the, of, of those two, of the late, late 90s, early 2000s Knicks, you know, where guys like, like, like to have fun, you know, like they, 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 they try some new stuff. So it's not like super duper, I mean, yes, it's fundamentally sound, but they're creative. 
you know, they're, 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 they're just, they're full of energy. And I like that, like the Marcus Camby, Latrell, Freewells, like that's what these guys right. remind me. But I'm also, I'm also taken aback by some of the younger guys' maturity, like quickly. Right. I His mean, maturity's crazy. And I love how he's, he's like in control. He's confident when he's on the court. He makes a difference, you know. Yeah, he makes decisions that, you know, veteran players make. And while granted, exactly. he's still trying to Times it has things to learn, but absolutely his mindset where he's thinking it's of a it's of a veteran mentality, and, right? and that seems to be the collective for the collective. So we we just like the poise, we like the winning mentality, and the fact that they're not giving up on any game. Like yeah, we, and that's a key difference. You know what I'm saying? We're we're not just allowing a blowout. Yeah, we might get blown out. And now, granted, I think only like three times this season we've gotten blown out by like fifteen or more. So that's yeah, uh, not that's too many of those. Not too many of those. That's, a, that's improvement in itself, but. I still like that we're playing through, you know, the entire the entire game. I like that we have heart. We have heart and defense. Woo! Hey, there it is. That's the key right there. Yeah. Right there. K- KB, jump in. What do you think is the difference on this year's Knicks team? You know what I like? I like how 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 they interact with each other as a as a like on the bench. If somebody scores, everybody's mm-hmm. wild. Yeah, everybody's high fiving. Um, what I what I really like is after the games when they're interviewing. It's usually uh, Julius Randle. Mm-hmm. And and they, and they they riding for him, you know what I mean? Yeah, like especially to get the all star push, they was like, if this dude right here is not an all star, it's a problem. And they were all over there doing, it, you know what I mean? So that's that's what I really think the difference is. They they've all bought in so far. I mean, yep. they, they're all on the same page and they all go hard for each other. So yes, that's that, and it translates into their games on the, on the court. Yes. Talk to me about. Julius Randle. So you made, we just had All Star Weekend. <laughs> I would love to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just had All Star Weekend. Yeah. Uh, Julius had a well deserved All Star nomination. And, and absolutely. The, the interesting thing about you know everybody, like you said before the selections and, and all of that, it was like um, the, the team was really riding for him and rooting for him, and you could see and you could feel. It. And I think all of Nick's you know Nick's nation was riding for him. Yeah. The interesting thing about the Randall selection, which I think, you know, gives him a lot more pride, mm-hmm. is that he was selected. Like, like being a starter is great. We know that. But being right. a starter is, is still a popularity contest. Right? Like, it's by votes. Absolutely. So you, right. you looked at, you know, some of the players that were getting a lot of votes. Some of them hadn't even suited up this year, right? right. Right. So the mm-hmm. fact that Randall was selected by the coaches and his, you know, and, and the peers mm-hmm. and everybody's riding yeah. with him, it's like he really earned that spot. He really you know did. I mean? right. yeah. And they're recognizing it throughout the league. So yes. Talk, talk yeah. to us a little bit about the level of play that he has changed because he is a bit. It's, it's night and day from last year to this. Absolutely, year, right? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Randall, I mean, we were just saying this one of the other days. He definitely is the most improved player from last season. And even though Without last season he was putting up great numbers in terms of, um, you know, points per game, but you can tell how he has elevated his game. He makes smart decisions. He's turning the ball over less. He's, um, you know, getting his other teammates involved. His assist numbers are, he's like, you know, playing that point forward role. Um, he has really, really evolved. And I really think Tibbs and, um, you know, having um, KP, Kenny Payne. Yeah. Kenny um, Payne. Yeah. I really think that they've helped to center him and really point out uh, where he needs to improve because he he is just the most improved player on the roster, I would say. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And and granted, like Jazz said, see, one of the things that I picked up on, on with Julius Randle from pre- previous to this season yeah. was that he's just a professional. Yes. He comes in and he's there to work. 
he does his job. And he right. did that last season, but not to the best of his ability. And he even felt it. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you guys read, I'm sure you guys have. Yeah, the, the player uh, tribu- tribu- player tribu- 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 players tribute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, pretty much to the fans right. and to the city. Yeah, yeah. He didn't necessarily show it because he's a kind of a private person and he handles, he does a, he handles a lot of things inwardly, but you could see he wasn't happy with, with himself even. It, it, he reflected it, but this season, you just see a light in Julius's eyes that you mm-hmm. didn't see before. Yeah, he had some of the moves, you know, he put up the numbers, but bit, like Jazz said, he's getting his team, he's making his team better. He's leading, he's being a leader. Yeah, it is. And that's the capacity that we need Julius Randle to step into because he could be, he right now he's playing like a franchise player. He wasn't mm-hmm. playing like that last season. Right. And he has a lot of training block for, for, for a lot of fans. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not even gonna lie. Like, you know, based on what he performed last coming season, into the season. Coming, coming into, into the season, season, I was like, okay, let, let's see what trade packages. But he has solidified himself as a he is player. He belongs here. He belongs here. He belongs here. Who uh in order for him to 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 elevate, I think one of the things that we've all recognized and he recognized himself was he basically had to find himself. Like he had to find he mm-hmm. like his last year he had got that contract. He felt like he put a lot of pressure on himself. Yeah, yeah. To get you know twenty plus and ten every right. game by any means necessary. Right, right, right. right. Also, I think what accompanied that was he felt like he had to do it all himself. Yeah, right. This year's team, it, it does feel like, and I mean, he's clearly the man, but it definitely feels like other players have stepped up so yeah, he, he can work. actually let the game come to him. Even so mm-hmm. much, I know me and KB sometimes be yelling at the screen like, yo, Julius got it, like, <laughs> come on, because we know he has it in him. Right. So sometimes we'd be looking and be like, is he being too different, you know? Right, like, right. Passing up open, good open shots sometimes. Like, okay, right. you don't have to be so unselfish. Right. But who who have it. you seen step up? Who have y'all seen step up to allow Julius to actually play his game? Well, well, quickly has yeah. definitely stepped up. You know, it's, it's about trust. I feel like, see, people are hard on Alfred Payton, too. But I feel Alfred Payton has stepped up in a big way. Because KB, he, KB is hard on Payton. KB is hard on Payton. He is furious. He should be, Because you know what? He's not, he's not a young guy in this league anymore. He's a veteran. And that's my point. You're not a, you're not a rookie. You're a veteran. I man. agree. I agree. But. Before I, I think he got he got injured about two three games ago or three games ago. Right. But before that, the last ten to fifteen games prior, Alfred Payton was stepping up. up. I mean, but it was also just him driving to the basket. See, we gotta stop playing that shooting game all the time and yeah, get to the basket. Yeah, that perimeter run from side to side. If you don't have somebody driving in, you know, to create the diversion and then pass it out. Or to score, right. break down the defense and right. score, you know, because they're not looking for him to be, you know, cutting down guys and, and driving down the middle of the lane and dunking right. or, or getting easy layups. So uh, that's what I've seen Alfred Payton do, and I feel like that's made um, uh, uh, Julius Randle's game a lot easier. I also feel like IQ. And that was kind of we, – we, we didn't know. He's a rookie. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he's a pleasant, pleasant surprise. Like, he yeah. knows how to orchestrate plays on the, on, on the floor. And the D-Rose trade, And the too. D-Rose – oh, my God. D-Rose. Yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to know how y'all felt about that trade. I was going to ask that about the D Rose so, trade. Yeah, the D Rose trade um, was to us a no brainer. It was a win win situation. Right, you know right. what I'm we saying? We like Dennis Junior. You know, we think he has you know a bright future in this league. But for you know to get Derrick Rose for just Den- Dennis Smith Junior. and and I believe and a, a second rounder pick. and a second round pick. It was, it was a, no yeah, brainer. No not brainer. to mention low risk, catch, right? Super low risk and high and high um and high reward. You know, right. potentially because. Look at his chemistry with Coach Tibbs. Now, granted, 
I will say D Rose, you know, he's been a little, he was a little hot and cold, you know, so far. He started he's hot. He started yeah. super hot. Started and hot, then hot, he's cooled, cold, he's cooled off. Yeah. yeah. Hot again. So, right. you know, obviously he's fitting, fitting himself into this rotation, into the, into the system, but I feel like nicely. You know what I'm saying? I feel like this is what our young guys also need. Like they want mentorship, especially quickly. I mean, as a point guard, and well, he well, he says he can play any position to be to tell you know. I do think he's a true point guard just by the decisions that he makes on the court. I, I just see it. He has that court vision. He's always thinking the game. He's always like a little step ahead of the defender, or you know, he's making sure he's making that eye contact before he makes that pass. You know, like as they're running down the court, but. I think quickly has also made his job a lot easier. You know, well, I think, I think, I think, some I other think guys he's too. got the support from every position because you got to think about, you know, the the, the five position, Mitch True. and 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 Nerlens and even Todd. Oh my God, Nerlens! The, the second point opportunity that the second point opportunities that that they give us, and you know, they're just they're they're rebounding the ball. Then you also got to think about the two the two guard position. You, and you think about um Alec Burks and. While I do think that that is the that is the one position where we definitely need to elevate it. We need to have a a legit solid two card two guard that can give us 20 a game um but alec mm-hmm. burke surprisingly he's been pretty and, inconsistent and and bullock so bullock will have a game or two like bullock yeah bullock, he's a little bit more inconsistent for me but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but right. he's come through at certain critical points right he has he has the, 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 the interesting thing that you said and it'll go back to the rose trade a little bit because and, and peyton in particular mm-hmm. because the heat was on like oh, yeah. the heat was on peyton because yes, I, IQ was coming, and then oh, you started, yes. then you started hearing about the rose, you know, the rose possibility. Yep, yep. But, but I think that if you notice that switch in Peyton, it was like the talk had yeah, gotten to a point. Yeah, the talk had gotten to a point where Peyton was like, "Yo, I gotta, I gotta go," and he and he really had picked his game up uh, quite a yeah, bit. Yeah. Uh, with, with, and then Rose came in IQ, but it was. I, you know that, like you were saying, that New York City pressure cooking. It was, it was everywhere you turned on social. It was like, when is IQ gonna start? And right. so it was like right. Peyton really, he knew he had Tibbs trusted him, but but it was one of those things where he had to pick it up, or I think it would have just closed in on him. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I think so too. But he yeah, wants to be occasion. Yeah, and that speaks to Tibbs too, though, because you know a lot of coaches, if if he was if he wasn't so seasoned, he might fall to the pressure of all the fans saying. Oh, start, start IQ, start IQ. But he, he's solid in his thinking, and you know, and why he's making these decisions. And so he's like, no, you know, um, IQ is gonna be the spark off the bench. That's mm-hmm. where we want him. That's where I think he's gonna be, make the most impact. And so you gotta, you know, give it up to Tibbs for, for just sticking to his. You know what? I never, I never thought about that, but you're right. Because Fisdale or or Hornacek, they would have folded. Yeah, they would have folded. They would have folded off the top. They would have folded, and you already know they IQ would have been in every probably in every position. So, so I know you guys have – I know you ladies have a lot of thoughts on RJ. So talk to me about RJ and talk to me about Obi. Well, where are we with RJ and Obi? Okay. So with RJ um, – Look at the deep side. We love him. We love him a lot because you know what? He's also shown that he can be a true professional. And the fact that this young man – he came in the way the, the, the flurry, the, the, the media frenzy around him, you know, Zion he didn't let that, you know, get to his head. Um, and even still right now, <clears throat> been performing, I would say a little inconsistently, but I will say RJ has, he's, 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 he's getting into his rhythm. 
he's getting into his rhythm now. And he's, he's uh, again, attacking more. Do we need RJ? That's what he did well in college. Stop settling for the, for the shot all the time. But if you have it, if it's open, take it. But I love our, I love how RJ's attacking. He's becoming more confident. And I, I want to see him. I, I want to see plays for him more. I, w- I want to see RJ being a number, you know, a, a number one option. I definitely right. want to see him do that. My, my main, besides like just being a little bit more aggressive and a little bit more hungry, it's the fact for me, my, the major disappointment with him are the free throws, you know, mm. and um, we did a, we did a little um, podcast on RJ's minutes in the fourth quarter and how mm-hmm. he doesn't really how um, Tim doesn't really play him so much in the fourth quarter right. and and then I think of the, the very next game after that he's missing a clutch free throws mm-hmm. in the row. two crucial free throws right right like so I definitely um, he has to get that as a, you know as a part of his game he he just has to improve yeah, that's the weakest part and um, but he's I I we believe that RJ has such a bright future he he I want I want him to be a part of this new Knicks team that's going to that's going to win the chip okay um he has the time it is got to speak it into an existence <laughs> right we're gonna get that chip uh, right right we are we're closer than we than we've been in, in years I'll tell you right. that I think the I think his decision and if you notice. He, one of the things that's interesting about RJ is that there were times where I know me and KB, and I'm sure you both were as well, was yelling at the screen, stop shooting threes. Just stop shooting them. And, and what he did, and what he did, believe it or not, he still shoots them. But he shoots, he shoots less of them, and he shoots better shots. And, he, and, he, and he's opened it up because he does drive hard. He drives hard left. If he can ever figure out that right, you know what I'm right saying? If he can figure out that right. But he drives hard left, but he's shooting better quality shots. Yes. At one point, he was shooting long-range three. Like, when he was, what was he, 0 for 21 or 1 for right. 21 or something? Right. We were looking at him like, what are, what are you, you doing? doing? Right. And, and, I, and I I believe in the growth of, of him. Yeah, uh, we, do so. we, we, we have a lot of young players that – I'm 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 worried. I'm now I will be. We have a lot of young players that I am worried if they're mm-hmm. going to be able to make that next step. But yeah. I know I really believe that because RJ's so strong. He's literally yes. Oh my god. Frame his strength. He's so strong. And yeah, I think and he, he can make that next mindset. step. See, yeah, the mindset. Yeah, RJ. Aside from his strength, see his mindset. He's not one that's going to be e- easily deterred or easily, um, you know, distracted. Right. Right. I mean, he's been he's been groomed now for our exactly. professional sports since like the Canadian national team, exactly. Steve Nash type relationship. He's about with this his dad. But the interesting thing too is RJ got a chip. He's got yes, a chip on his shoulder. He is. He wanted to be all rookie team. You right. know, he right. wants to be. He should have been. Right. He's. <laughs> Yes, they getting robbed, but we're no. not going to Yeah, them. let's talk about that. Look, they did okay. our boy last night. They well, say, speaking, last that's night. a good transition, KB, because right. speaking of getting robbed, two questions. <laughs> yeah. Did, o- did OB get robbed last night? Yes. Absolutely. In the dunk contest. Yes. And, and do you think, here's my, my question about going back to RJ's chip. Mm-hmm. OB seems way too nice to me. Does he have a chip on his shoulder right now? That's like, yeah. I got something to prove. It's so, yeah. funny that you, it's, so, it's so funny that you pick up on that because we, I keep saying, you know, like, oh, he's, he just seems a little, yeah, like too, I don't want to call him goofy, but like a little goofy acting, you know? Mm-hmm. Granted, he's young. He's supposed to be enjoying right. this. Like, it's his first NBA season. But I want to right. say a little bit more maturity. 
a little. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't say a little bit more maturity from Obi, but I know what you mean. He hasn't he hasn't hit that point. But you know what? RJ, I don't think was playing with a chip on his shoulder until the end of the, the first, his, you know, his rookie season. So, mm. will I think if right. Obi doesn't get any mm. any any accolades, then we'll see Obi playing with a different intensity. Yeah. And there's a lot less. Um, he came in with a lot less. Um, you know, on his shoulder. Yeah, like, that's RJ true. was the number prove. three, right? You know, in the, in the Zion draft class, you know. So right, Obi right. a little bit less less to prove. And like we were looking at RJ, it's like, oh, be our savior, you know? Right, like, right, right. He was a big. He was a big piece. He yes. was a big piece. We, let's face it. We, we still have more pieces to move. Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. KB, give me what's, – what's your think? What's your thoughts on Obi coming along? Like, where are we in regards to – is he mean enough? Is he is he angry enough? No, I, I want to see some more grit. He's from Brooklyn, right. man. He's right. supposed to be out there, you know, strong-arming dudes and, and trying to make his way. But, you know, playing behind Julius is a real problem for him right now because he's not going right. to get that, that time right. that, he, that he needs to develop. So – right. Until they figure out how they're gonna, cause I they, they I forgot what game it was. They, he played um Julius and Obi at the same time. It was towards the yeah. end of the game. And we were yelling. So, we were like, "Why are they in the game? We were up big. We were, right. we were, we were blowing somebody we out. We were up big, and I was like, we were blowing somebody out. And right. I was like, so, why? Why are they doing it? You were like, they want to play him together. Yeah, I see that. Right. So just trying to see how that was gonna work. Yet. So if they can figure that out, how he can get Obi and Julius to to run at the same time, I think Obi Obi is gonna be a player, man. Yeah, Obi's gonna be a. He's problem. built for it too. He, yeah, he's, he's built, built for it. He is, he is built for it. And, and, and going back to what you said about the grit, I mean, his pops doesn't get more. You can't get more right. than his pops. Right. right. So, right. Obi has it somewhere. He, needs, know, to, he, he has it. Pull. He needs to tap into it, though. But he hasn't exactly. been pushed. He hasn't been pushed there yet. But so I think right. we're going to see Obi evolve. Obviously, we're going to see him evolve. He's so so brand new. Still yeah. green behind the ears. So, but behind like you said, it's, it's still his rookie season. You don't want to come exactly. in your rookie season trying to be the big boy. You know what I'm saying? Right. You're taking you spots as you get them. So, exactly. Yeah. So, Obi's going to be all right, though, when it's said and done. Yeah, he's going to be, right. no, yeah, be a beast, too. No doubt. So talk to me about the first half. We finished. We, we, we just finished All-Star Weekend. We just finished, I think, a very surprising first yeah. half of the season. One of the questions – everybody's trying to figure out or they were, I think, you know what? I think the last week and a half, last two weeks going into the all-star break answered this question for most Nick fans. But the mm -hmm. question was, are we going to be buyers or sellers in regards to going into the second half of the season? Because there was still this part, if we looked at it and we said, Oh man, if we could move some of our young pieces and, and get some more players in, we could be sellers yeah. or we could be buyers. I think once once we made that run going into the All-Star break, we're looking at the standings and we're four or five in the playoff picture. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, at this point, we're we're playoff bound. Yeah. So we it was are. like, so we're now we're looking at it like we're either gonna be buyers, we're gonna we're bringing in a piece, or mm -hmm. we're not doing anything. We're gonna keep the squad we got. But yes. we weren't and that's what we, talk to me about how just the first half of the season were first of all, were you surprised that it's gone so well? Um, and then what do you think going in the second half of the season, what we should do next second half of the season and going into next season? Right. I mean, well, you know, as Knicks fans, at the beginning of every season, we're like, no, this is going to be our season. This, this is our season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got that Dallas Cowboys syndrome. Right. Yeah. Like, it really did feel different, like, you know, in the offseason, bringing in Tibbs. And it just it just felt like we had a different the whole culture. Front, the whole front office. Yeah. So, like, I'm surprised. Yeah. So, like, you know, it's it's a breath of fresh air. Um, But we knew that 
this team had, you know, had the capability to, to play at that level. But um, so it is surprising, but not at the same time. Okay. Um, and then as far as like making the um, making more trades, I was not in favor of any of those trade scenarios that had to do with trading away OB, RJ, Mitch. Right. None of that. I'm not. Right. Bra- no, it was right. Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal was the name we heard the most about. Right? Yeah. No, I wasn't. I was. We weren't. We weren't no. feeling any of those trade scenarios no. because these guys are just too young. I mean, to, 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 to throw OB in there, it's crazy. crazy. Like, no. And that's what it the Knicks. That would just be characteristic of the old Knicks. You know, right. it's a new day, and I'm glad. I'm glad that we didn't pull the plug on any of those moves. And, and I don't know which of those guys are free agents this season, but like you said, you either want to join us or that's it. We're not. We're not. We're not trading any pieces. We, we're. We'll bring you on, but we're not giving anything. Right. 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 Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. We are joined by very special guests, Omni fans. <laughs> Jen and Jazz are here. We're so excited to have them. KB the God is in the building. We are talking all things Knicks. We're so excited. Let's have a little bit of fun. Okay. Today we, we talked about now look, I won't even go KB look. Oh I, I won't even go? gonna do I won't even go do trivia because I know they do trivia nights and all of that stuff. <laughs> look, I won't go do trivia, but I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask some fun questions. So we're going Can't back yourself, through huh? going back through the Kind of history of your Nick fandom, your Nick fandom. Okay, okay. Yes. And KB, get in here too. All right. All time favorite Nick and why? Okay, I can't answer this one first. <laughs> My all time favorite Nick is Chris Childs. What? Yes. Curveball. 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 Yeah, no, the reason why is because, first of all, Chris Child embodied, again, that New York spirit. Even though he's, 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 not, he's a Cali boy, he's a West Sider, he, he has that spirit. It's like a ride or die, super loyal, can-do attitude. And for me, the, the, again, as well, true basketball fans know the, the, the most important part of basketball is defense. And that's yeah. what Chris Child pride, he prided himself in his defense. And I remember countless games, the Allen Iverson, the Gary Paytons, I mean, the Tim Hardaways, all of them, they they hated going up against Chris Childs because, you know, he wasn't, you know, a top point guard in the league, but he brought it to you every night. He would not let you score easy baskets. So played that's hard. why he played hard and left his heart all out on the on the, on the the court. And we can't, you know, can't forget about two pieces in a biscuit, but, you know, all right. You, you, it, was on, it was on my mind. I'm going to bring it up. He's 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 get the two pieces. I love every second of it but, too. But all respect, all respect to you know. There's you know that's just a part of it's part of the story about the storyline. Right. Yeah. But um, I just loved his toughness and his heart. That's it. His grit. He he was just one of those players. Leave it all out on the court. Yeah, and um, so my favorite player was um Allen Houston. Like I said, I was always ah. to, to to shooters. You know what I'm saying? I, I his shot was just it it like water. So, and then of course, you know, his, his shot against Miami in the playoffs, that was just extra, it just extra um, solidified it. So yeah, I, I was my guy and still riding strong. Let's go. KB, who you got? Mine's just the obvious, man. P.E. Patrick Ewing. Right. I love P.E., man. I'll kill somebody with P.E. right now today if they see something crazy about P.E. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm not having it. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, for the obvious reasons, man, Patrick Ewing was a monster. Yes, he was. Mm-hmm. That's it. You could you could probably guess based off my timeline, but I'm a mellow guy. I actually love. I <laughs> love almost him. favorite I mellow. Like, no, I love him. I love him. 
Uh, Hold and, on. And, and you do look like Melo a little bit, man. <laughs> no, I, I never noticed it. No, I'm a, I'm a Melo guy, and and it was because I we were watching day in and day out. Like when we watch him day in and day out, it didn't really reflect the narrative. Like mm-hmm. there was a narrative about about Melo and and effort and defense and doing all these. But when you watch him cool. day in and day out, he was a it he was came cool. to Exactly. Right. He came to hoop. He came. He would do anything every day. Like if, if one of the things I think people uh, sleep on, but if you actually look at Melo's rebounding numbers when he was a Nick, he re- I mean he rebounded. He, he did. He did. I think a little bit of what we were talking about was last season in Julius, where mm-hmm. it just extend that to his career in the Knicks, where he felt like I I had to do everything. You know he what I mean? Try, no, exactly. He couldn't trust the Knicks. The Knicks did Melo dirty. Yeah, but they really did. That's Bill Jackson. Jackson. Bill Jackson. Bill Jackson. Yeah. Bill Jackson. Yeah. No, you're exactly right. Yeah. And All Steve right. Nick, but mm-hmm, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Bella's my guy. Bella's my guy. Yeah. Um, you might have answered this already because Chris Childs is a, is a surprise. <laughs> most, <laughs> most underrated Nick. Most underrated Nick in your entire fandom. Who's the most underrated? I mean, I think I did kind of answer that. So yeah, because Chris Charles is underrated. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Let's see. I'm trying to go back in the vaults. I mean, Kurt Thomas was pretty underappreciated, I would say. Thomas? Okay. Kurt Thomas. I mean, Thomas. I'm actually going to go with Melo. Wait, wait, wait. Was it, is it underappreciated? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. gonna go with Mello. Well, underrated, underappreciated. Underrated, okay. underappreciated. Yep. I'm gonna go with Mello because, like you said, for all the numbers, for all the heart that he gave New York. I mean, I just don't understand some of these fans that just give him so much, like, flag, right? The disrespect, the disrespect, the disrespect of uh, Mello, uh, Mello's name is it's just, just out of the yeah, fact that he was not on a roster for all those months. Mm. Mello is my answer. That's well, a you great got one. Oh man, um, hmm. I'm going to say Larry Johnson. Ooh. I'm Del Jay. Now we got, we, now LJ was. Larry Johnson don't get the props he deserves. After Gra- it was after Grandma Larry Johnson in Charlotte. It was after that, yeah, yeah, but yeah, he, was still, he was still a good player. Yeah. He was, uh, he was, yeah. Still, he was still good. He, he was still very good. Hey, man, that game against uh, Indiana where he hit the, the four-point the play. play. Yeah. That game, he was hitting so many incredible shots. Shots. You know what I mean? I mean, shots that he was like, "Come yeah. on, Larry, what you doing?" Oh, yeah, good, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I like Larry Johnson. I like Larry Johnson. He was, and, yeah, I like Larry Johnson. He was an amazing, and he fit the Knicks like, uh, like y'all were saying, the the mold of that tough, gritty yep. New York City fit in well. He sure did. All right. He sure did. Yeah. You know who I I think is very underrated he, because, and you know why I think he's underrated because every time. MSG does that Affleck trivia question. <laughs> that, that, I, that I only get look, I only get right every once in a while. But they yeah. but one of the reasons I always get it wrong is because there's some stat that David Lee has that oh. I had no idea. Oh man, I forgot about David Lee pulled off. I'll be because I've been looking, we'll be looking at the trivia joint and they'll be like, oh. This Nick did this, this, and the answer like it'll be a bunch of legendary Nicks mm-hmm. and David Lee. David and Lee. I'll be like, yo, David Lee was legitimately yes, he was. underrated, under I think he even made the all-star team one year. 
And he, did. Yeah, he, did. he did. He did. Yeah, yeah. He did. But people don't really, you know what I mean, just because he yeah, seemed like he was in and out. So definitely, definitely not one of the most super celebrated, but should be more celebrated. I agree with that. Right. Who is your biggest New York Knicks what if? And when I say, oh my God, well, can I just answer this? (laughs) (laughs) Steph Curry? Oh, no, no. That that is a good one. That is a good one. But I mean, maybe I'm thinking like somebody that was on our roster, like we're talking, but it just didn't work the way we thought it was like oh you mean the biggest bomb biggest disappointment it's just not even a disappointment just like (laughs) what if like what if this had really worked out oh okay um maybe what if he stayed longer what if he you know i don't know if i know if i'm asking correctly but no 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 no. i'm trying to think i mean i i i I, I, I asked myself this question like okay i'm just gonna say jeremy lynn what if he didn't leave if he didn't just have to face you know the the the, the dollar money instead of like you know staying home for the Knicks where it was really you Love. know working for him. What right. if? What? That's a that's a great one. Yeah, that's, that's a good a one. Great one because you. I'm always like, you know, uh, you, yeah, got one, I, you got one. You got one. I'm Anybody else got one? KB. I'm trying, I'm trying to think. I mean, ugh, like the what if Eddie Curry didn't like just become a bum? You know, like I. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I wonder what that was. <laughs> Curry. Eddie Curry had some games. Eddie Curry did have some games. He did. He did, but he was a bum. He did. Hey, my biggest what if is what if Patrick Ewing never got injured in that spur before that Spurs series? Oh my god. We would have washed the Spurs. We would have washed them. We would have won a championship. Absolutely, without a doubt. Hello. What if we just stood with those with those guys? Right, right, right. Yeah. I got the one uh, along the lines of the, the around the Mellow trade. The the year that Amari had before he got injured. Mm-hmm. So I, I was always a what if Stoudemire didn't get hurt? Mm-hmm. The, the, he was a machine in there. Yeah, he was, was a machine. machine. Until we got yeah yeah until we got. I love I love this game. You guys are great. You guys are great at this. You guys are great. <laughs> this, is this is so much fun. Oh my goodness. All right, I got. I'm gonna do one more, and I know we're soft on time. I'm gonna do one more, and this, okay. will, be a fu- this will be a fun one. This talk, this will back. Who would you have? What Nick in any era, any genre, game on the line? You're taking the last shot. What Nick takes the last shot to win the game? Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, uh, okay. Ooh. <laughs> That's I mean, a good one. You said any era. Any era. I'm probably gonna go. With War Clyde. Okay. I'm gonna go. I like it. I like. Oh gosh, this is this is this is this is this is hard, but I'm gonna go. Oh gosh. I'm gonna go. <laughs> you gotta I mean, I'm gonna this, this might this might be unpopular, but I'm going with Jamal Crawford. Okay. Oh, I forgot, I forgot Jamal yes. played with us. Yes, <laughs> it was super nice. He was nice. He was I gotta go. Um Either Bernard King or Mello. Yeah, I love those. Yeah, those are going to be my other two options. Yeah, Bernard King or Mello. <laughs> I got to give Allen Houston that love. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that, I'm going yeah, to go. I'm going to let Allen Houston. All time, yeah. I'm going to let Allen Houston take that shot because I, I trust him. <laughs> I trust him. He proved himself to be trustworthy. Absolutely. Oh, man. So now I know, look, I know. Oh, I got one. Oh, go I ahead. got oh, one. Your sorry. favorite favorite Knicks moment. 
any play, any oh, favorite Knicks moments? That's a good one. Well, I'm partial to the Allen Houston play. And yeah, obviously, we all know it. Oh, and to, to, so, to beat the Heat. That goes hand, hands down. Just, you know, being an Allen Houston fan, there's just no better moment than that. <laughs> you might, you're going to probably laugh at this, because it's not, it's, it's a Knicks moment, but I got great pleasure out of watching us eliminate the Miami Heat. I think it was in 2001, or mm. I believe it was 2001, and watching Tim Hardaway in that in that locker room calling <laughs> Nick Pavetta, Nick Pavetta. That was one of my favorite moments. <laughs> watching Tim Hardaway eat those sour grapes. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Yeah. KB, you got what you got? You got one? Uh, my the, 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 the LJ four point play, man. Yeah. Oh, that's my favorite Knicks play. I'm trying to think. I can't. I mean, again, because I'm trying to think. Man, so many. I know there, there is right. There's a lot to choose from. There is. There's so many, and I can only imagine what the Garden would have would have been like. Back when 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 it was the Pat Anthony Mason Charles Oakley John Stark, yeah, and so I I can't imagine what it was like then. I guess uh, I have to separate when I was a when I was a fan from when like right. through that lineage because the right. John Stark the John Starks dunk. Oh my god! Yeah, well, I forgot about that one. Yeah. The John Starks yeah, dunk. That one like oh. in context. Like, because again, that, that was a needed play. That was a needed like yeah. dunk in context. And you go back and you you learn about that play and, and what was going on with the Bulls and the Knicks and so forth and where the garden was. And so I think when I smile every time I see Starks doing anything, you know, connected to the franchise and doing those things, mm-hmm. because I do know that, that that dude, you know, he he was going to go. We, Every team needs more John Starks on it, right? They need that mentality of like you're no going doubt. and get yeah. it. So that that's one. I do think the I do think just the energy in the garden around the insanity days. That was that was huge. That was that was crazy. I mean, that, that was like such a phenomenon. It was so random and so huge. And like we we couldn't even believe it. Like living through that was just like unbelievable. Right. Like this guy, like the Phoenix rises up out of the ashes, like. It's crazy. So now a little bit, one of the things that me and KB both were introduced to to OmniFan in general mm-hmm. was the commercial, the MSG commercials. You, you you it really I will tell I will say MSG this year, even mm-hmm. from like the opening let's go Nick commercials, like you know, the season starting commercial, yeah. the, the black and white joint is super hard. And I mean, yes. you kind of get you get pumped up when you watch it. Uh, yes. And, and how did how did that opportunity come for? Because it seems uh, just talking to you now and mm-hmm. seeing the commercial, it really translates that that is y'all's authentic selves. Really, it is very authentic. Yeah. you for acknowledging that, but we yeah. are high energy. We're so hype. Like, our neighbors hate us because we're always screaming. <laughs> so they don't really hate us. They actually love us. But, like, we're cheering during the game. Oh, like, man. You know, we're so loud. But honestly, it literally just came from us being active on social media. And um, I believe there was some kind of hashtag that they were, they were 
they were asking people to use on social at media time. at one point in time. Say it was hashtag my MSG fandom. Yeah, that was it. And they caught wind of us that way. And then they approached us to do th- this commercial. We had one last season as well. So like they've been, it's been great, you know, having it's them. It's been a huge blessing because they've also allowed us to continue to connect with, with you know, our, our, our the community being that, you know, COVID took a whole, I mean, it literally stopped us in our tracks because the mm. season was, you know, midway. We still had events planned for the, for the rest of the season oh, into yeah. the summer. So, you know, this MSG commercial has helped us to, to reconnect and, and, and stay connected yeah, to everybody. And to let, and to let every, you know, people that have never been, who have never seen us before, know about OmniFan and you know, what we do and what we do and what we're, you know, and what we're bringing to the Knicks fan community. So it's, it's been a blessing and, you know, to just, you know, get that type of exposure um, is it, it, just it's been amazing, amazing for been a, a young budding business like ours. Absolutely. What, so what's the future look like? What's the future of OmniFan looks like? What's the future of the Knicks look like? The future of OmniFan is going even beyond basketball and in, 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 in beyond sports, really. If there's a fan base for something, they can be rewarded for for their, for their loyalty, for their engagement. And so that's what we want to show, that we have a scalable platform that doesn't just apply to basketball or just to sports, but it can be applied to different facets and different things that have fan bases. So, um, you know, we just, we want to continue to just connect with, with fans and build, build the fan base and we want to get the recognition of, you know, the, the big sports, you know, um, industry, you know, heads like e- the, the ESPNs and the, the TNTs and the, you know, the, just the, the, all the leagues. But we want to take this beyond sports to any entity that has a fan base. And, um, yeah, we just want to connect and just and, and, and make the fan. We want to change the fan narrative. We want to put fans at the forefront because the fans are the heartbeat of any organization. Absolutely. What is the? This just came to me. I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it up. But this just came to me. What's the mm-hmm. biggest misconception about a Knicks fan? Well, the biggest conception about a Knicks fan. What do you misconception? Think? What what do they got wrong about Knicks fans? They they get that. Okay, well, so they go ahead. They're smart. They get a bad rap for being super temperamental. Yeah, right. For being temperamental, and it's not that. Yeah, we're temperamental, but the whole thing is that like. We, we, you know, like with your child, you can, you can talk crap about, not to talk crap, but you can, you can discipline your child. You, you know, you, you tell them things that they need to correct. And it might not necessarily be what, you know, the next family may have said to their child, but this is your child. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you have a connection with your child. And so we, we get a bad rap for being, you know, too temperamental, too hot and cold. Like we want, you know, all kinds of crazy moves to be made. We're a little irrational sometimes, as I've heard we've been called. But we really just want the best. We're an impatient, loyal fan base. Well, we're actually very patient. Well, we've been well yeah, that's <laughs> one thing we are, without we're a doubt. We, we are impatient. And so that's why there's so much, like, divisiveness. Right. Still, because there's divisiveness yeah. between Knicks fans. Some people, you know, it's like you, you get both sides of the spectrum. But I think that... Um, the bad rap is that we're too temperamental and we're too hard on players. And it's just that we but we're just intelligent, we're just an intelligent, intelligent fan base. base. And we know, you know, what these players can do and, and, and the level that they can play at. And so when we don't see them performing at that level, like Jen said, you hold them to a high standard. Right. And you have to, you know, you know, we're not, we don't have blinders on. So we see the good and the bad. And so we, we tell it like right, it exactly. New York. I can still love you, but tell you. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Yeah, this is phenomenal. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank I, you. We did the whole, we did the whole yeah, this has been dope. 
We did the whole pod and we look, we didn't give the one look, one guy we got to give love to that that left and came back is Woodson. Look, Woodson is back on. We talked a lot about defense. Yes, Woody. And Woodson, yeah, Woodson is back. And he's doing his thing with the D. So yes, you gotta, yes, gotta give him love. But no, this has been phenomenal. Thank you so much. Everybody Thank can you. follow so OmniFan on I know on every social media you said Facebook. I know you're on Instagram as well. Are those the are yes. those the home? Yeah, Facebook and Instagram are the platforms that we are um, the most active on. So you can definitely find us at Nick's OmniFan on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And on YouTube, it's OmniFan. Excellent. And you guys, Dope. ladies, will be back in the garden for the second half of the season. I'm sure yeah, we'll doing a whole bunch of different things. So we'll we'll stay tuned and we'll definitely be on the lookout for everything you're doing. Exactly. So it's, it's been amazing. KB, yeah, any, fun, any final words? Um, I know you guys do virtual events. Can people plug yes, in? We do, do, do your Facebook events. We'll have our next virtual event scheduled for sometime um in March, well, this month. Yeah, towards um, the end of the month. But toward the end of the month. So definitely look out for that because we have okay. been hosting virtual events, watch parties, and roundtable events. So look out for that for sure. Definitely hit the, on our IG and Facebook and Twitter. We'll be putting all the information for our next event out. But thank dope. you for asking about that. Appreciate dope, dope. it. This was real dope. It was good to meet y'all. A pleasure. Likewise. We're family now. This is the Cheats Movement (laughs) Podcast. Thank you so much. And until next time, we see you.